Hey, I'm Steph, and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding, and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of Travel by Stephanie, the social podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Myers. I know you're going to be super stoked about what this episode is rolling out for us today, as I know many of you are looking forward to some family-orientated travel content. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, hello, and thank you for being here. And if you've subscribed and consider yourself a superstar listener, thank you for being so awesome and for tuning in today as well. I hope you're just as excited as I am about this podcast, as I think it's the perfect way to begin the conversation about traveling with families and kids of all ages. This episode, I look forward to introducing Zoe Gentle from Club Med. Now, Zoe started her career in the tourism industry 13 years ago and has not looked back. Her journey started at Harvey World Travel, progressing to Flight Centre, Virgin Australia, Emirates and Contiki Holidays, now leading her in her position as Queensland's BDM for Club Med. In Zoe's own words, she describes Club Med as a place where you can go and leave all your stresses at the front door. And given that Club Med is all-inclusive, it means that everything is sorted for you for your entire stay. All you need to do is focus on making your 10am yoga session on the beach. Sounds amazing, right? Well then, let's hear more of what Zoe has for us today. Hi Zoe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you today. (laughs) Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah, cool. Thank you for spending the time with me. Absolutely not a problem. Thank you for having me. No problem. Okay, shall we get into it? Absolutely. Let's go. Excellent. Cool. So I just wondered if you could tell me a little bit about Club Med's history. 
Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, Club Med started, we did actually start back in 1950. Um, so, you know, we are 69 years old uh, this year, which is pretty incredible. Um, a gentleman called Gerard Blitz, where he um, he wanted a way to make sure that everybody could have a place where they could go to just kick back, relax and kind of forget the stresses of the world behind them. So um, what he did is he actually uh, pitched a couple of beach shacks in down on a beach in Mallorca um, and it was all you could eat, all you could drink and just a bunch of beach games. And so everybody could come along just to have a really, really good time. And, um, and yeah, from there, uh, we expanded into the most incredible resorts around Europe. Um, given that we are a French company, we did start up in uh, in France, and uh, and from there, now we now have seventy resorts all over the world, and we're growing every single year by about five resorts. So we're getting bigger and better every day. That's great. How good is that to be a part of such an evolving company? Oh, it, it's awesome. It is really, really good. There's always something really exciting for me to talk about um, and new experiences to have. So it's yeah, it is an incredible company. Excellent. And if anybody's not ever heard of Club Med before, what is something that they can expect when they're travelling to a Club Med resort for the first time? Like, what's the atmosphere like and everything? Oh, yeah. Look, the best part about Club Med is when you step through the doors, you, you feel like you're at home. Everybody feels like family. Everybody is really, really close. Um, and I suppose the first thing that a lot of people find it really hard to uh, adapt to when they come to a club med is that you can just walk up to the bar and order a drink or you can just go and get yourself a snack. And it's, you know, in every in everyday life now, we're all always so used to putting our hands in our pocket and pulling our wallet out yes. and paying <laughs> for things always, constantly. Whereas it will take you at least a couple of days when you're at Club Med just to get out of the habit of, of pulling your wallet out because there's absolutely nothing that you need to, to, to purchase when you're there. So um, that's probably what a lot of people find a little bit um, uh, not difficult, but that's what definitely what they have to get used to when they get to the resort. And let's be honest, that's not a bad thing no. to not pay for your drinks or having to pay for your drink or your, or your food. Um, but in terms of the atmosphere, it is just, it's lovely. You know, you've got, you've got our GOs or our gentile organizateurs, which are our staff uh, around the village and everybody is so warm and welcoming and they will do their absolute best just to make sure that you're having the absolute time of your life. So, um, the atmosphere is just wonderful. Oh, sounds great. When are we going? <laughs> oh, when do you want to go? Let's do it. Yeah. Is that even a question? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so let's talk about what Club Med's target market is. Is it for everybody or anyone or who's it aimed, for, aimed at in particular? Look, honestly, it is for absolutely everybody. We have all different types of demographics traveling to Club Med. Um, we tend to get a lot of families um, because of the uh, the kids club that we offer. It is absolutely amazing. Um, but then we also get honeymoon couples. We also are very very popular for multi generation families yeah. um, and travelers. So you might have the grandparents traveling with their kids and also the grandkids because. We have six, oh, no less than 60 activities in every single village. So the fact that 
there is something for absolutely everybody. Um, grand, you know, granddad and, and dad can head off and go and play, uh, play some golf. Um, uh, grandma might want to do some water aerobics. Mum might just want to hang by the pool and have a cocktail while the kids are in the kids' club um, having the time of their life. So there's always something for absolutely everybody. Um, we also have groups of friends that travel to Club Med uh, because, again, it is just so easy. There's nothing that they have to worry about. So, um, And then when we have couples, the likes of our beautiful Finalu Villas, which is a part of our exclusive collection in the Maldives, um, that is a really, really beautiful place to go for honeymooners, um, you know, to, to experience the most incredible destination in the world. Uh, so there is really something for absolutely everybody. And we don't really... Uh, we don't really target just to one market in particular. Um, the whole idea of Club Med is that it's somewhere for absolutely everybody to go and there's always something for everyone. And so it's great. Yeah, it does sound great. For us Aussies wanting to experience Club Med for ourselves, which properties are the closest to us here in Australia? Um, look, predominantly from Australia, where us Aussies tend to travel to with Club Med, um, the, one of the popular ones is Bali. Um, because it is just one flight from Australia, so um, it's easy to get to. Uh, another one is Bintan Island, which is a an island just off the coast of Singapore. So it's only the one flight up to Singapore and then a 40-minute ferry over to Bintan Island. So that one's really, really easy to get to as well. Um, we have Phuket, which is quite popular for Australians. Um, we have Sheraton Beach in Malaysia but then for us Australians that just wanted to venture a little bit further you want something a little bit um, a little bit different we also have uh, the Maldives and also Mauritius so that tends to be where we travel to in terms of our sun resorts um, we also that's not excluding our, our Europe properties or also Cancun um, but then when we um, are looking at our ski properties uh, from Australia the two most popular properties that we have is uh, Tamamu and also Sohoro, which are two ski resorts that we have in Japan up on Hokkaido. So, um, so many Australians travel to there. But th those are the resorts that are quite close to home, easy to get to um, and most popular for Australians to travel to. Excellent. Well, Tamamu is definitely on my hit list. <laughs> just Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. It just looks awesome. I love the idea of the wave pool. Oh, not the wave pool, the indoor indoor pool that you can go swimming in yeah um yeah ice skating ice fishing there's just so much ice village my gosh and it, there is so much there's so much to do at tamamu it's not just um even though it is the most incredible ski resort and and you know there's all different types of levels of ski up at tamamu if you're not a skier or if you are traveling with people that uh, maybe might be more into skiing than you are and you think, oh, I actually just want to have a day off the slopes, there's so, so, so much to do at Tamamu. We have indoor pools. We have um, rock climbing. Like there is so much going on at Tamamu where you don't have to worry about, um, you know, feeling bored if you're not skiing all the time. Yeah, that's true. And it's not like you have to you know, dedicate the whole day to skiing either, okay. you know, like you could do half a day because it's ski in, ski out. It's just so convenient. Absolutely. And because our ski resorts, um, we actually include a lift pass. So a huge, huge benefit to travelling with Club Med is that um, you don't have that guilt. If you do have a five-day lift pass that you've already paid for, you tend to want to make sure that you are up on those slopes every single day making most of that lift pass that you've purchased. Whereas, whereas uh, with Club Med, we include the lift pass in the package price. So there isn't that guilt. So you might want to go up onto the mountain uh, in the morning. You might 
then come back, have a wonderful lunch. You are so full. You might have a couple of glasses of wine with your lunch. And you might think, actually, I don't really want to go back up on the slopes this afternoon. Uh, you might want to go um, and indulge in the spa or something like that for the afternoon. You don't have to worry about that, um, you know, like or feel like you're wasting money or you're wasting that lift pass because it's already included in the price. That's it, exactly. And that leads me to my next question about the all-inclusive concept. Mm-hmm. How is Club Med different to some other so-called inclusive hotels around the world? So I mentioned it before, when we're talking about um, Club Med as a premium all-inclusive brand, it's not necessarily, um, it's, it, it has, it's not like any other hotel chain out there. Club Med, it's not just a brand, it is, um, it's a culture. So when you are travelling to Club Med, like I said about Gerard Blitz back in that 1950, he wanted a place for people to go so that they could just completely switch off on the stresses of, of home or work life and then just truly enjoy themselves. So the whole idea with Club Med being truly all-inclusive is that all meals are included. So that's three meals a day. Um, it's a, a buffet meal, so all you can eat, um, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, we have a minimum of two restaurants in every single village. So this is uh, normally a big restaurant that is um, a bit more of a buffet style, but it's a lot nicer than a normal buffet. We have about seven or eight different stations located around the restaurant where we have, um, say, a minimum of about two chefs at every single station, and they will they will prepare your meals for you on the spot, which is very, very nice. It's always fresh. Um, and then the other restaurant that we have is a specialty restaurant. So this is more of an a la carte sit-down dining, uh, table service, you order off a menu. Um, again, this is completely all included as well. There's nothing in addition um, that you have to pay for this. So you're, then in between all of our meals, we have snacking. So we set up little snack bars all around the resort um, just in case you haven't had enough food and you're all-inclusive um, or you can eat buffet for breakfast or for lunch, just in case we set up some snack bars around the village. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> you know, it is also a really good um, uh, uh, part of our part of our business, I suppose, because um, it's a good thing to have. If you're travelling with kids, a lot of the time you can definitely not dictate when the kids are going to be hungry. So you might take them to, to lunch and then they might you might serve them up all of this food and they won't eat it. But then an hour later you realise that they're hungry but the restaurant is closed. So we've got the snack bars there, which is I think is always really, really handy. Um, but in terms of drinks... It's anything from teas, coffees, juice, water, soft drinks, um, wine, so red, white and rosé. We also have spirits. So if you would like your vodka soda or your rum and coke, that's available for you as well. And then we also have cocktails included too. We have a menu, a cocktail menu on the um, on the bar, but the, that's not exclusive to that. They are just some suggestions. If you have something else that you would like to make up, oh. then um, we can do that as well. Um, so that's just your food and your drinks. That's that as far as I'm getting just so so far on your food and drinks. There is absolutely nothing in the village that you need to pay for um, unless we have some um, a a few little exceptions. But basically all of your food, all of your drinks, all of your activities, like I said before, no less than 60 activities in every single village. And these are things like flying trapeze. um, We also have archery. We have aerial yoga, yoga, Pilates. 
um, uh, so many, so many activities to do. And I think the cool thing about that as well, a lot of the activities are things that you wouldn't necessarily try when you're at home, but because you are in an all-inclusive resort and it's, it's, it's free and you don't need to pay for it, what we find is a lot of people give these very random things a go. So when we're talking about all-inclusive um, and how we are truly all-inclusive, it means that you don't need your wallet for anything. Which we we make sure that it's your um uh you know all your food all your drinks everything is completely included for you so like I said you can leave your wallet back in your room and you don't have to see it until you check out on your last day you could almost like just leave your wallet at home almost <laughs> do you know what you could actually leave Australia go on your Club Med holiday. Um, and then come home and everything has already been paid for unless you want to have a bit some cheeky Maccas in the in the airport on the way there. <laughs> That's about all that you'd have to pay for. <laughs> or if you wanted to get a spa treatment, that's excluded. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. And any extras like, you know, couples massages or anything like that. Yeah, so the only exclu- the only things that are excluded from the all-inclusive package are things like spa treatments, like you mentioned. So if you would like to get a spa treatment, um, that is an additional cost. Um, if there's any excursions that you would like to do, which is outside of, of the village, so if you would like to go into the local towns and do a bit of a day tour or something like that, um, that, is, uh, that is an additional cost. Um, but, of course, we have some incredible tour and information um, uh, consultants in the village that can organise that all for you. Um, and the other things, uh, there's two more things that are just excluded from the all-inclusive. One is um, any top-shelf liquor. Okay. So if you really want... Um, you know, Johnny Walker Blue or really, really top shelf liquor. Um, that is just an additional charge. Um, and then the last thing is our baby club or petite club. So our incredible cl- um, uh, kids club is from the ages of four, four and up, four to 17. Um, we also, we love having little ones, little ones around. So the children under the age of four actually travel for free. But if mums and dads would like to pop them into a kids club, then there is just a charge per, per bub per day um, to go into our baby club or into our petite club. So that's the only other, um, only other cost. But like I said, children under the age of four will actually stay for free and we will automatically put a baby, like a, a a cot in the room um there will also be some bottles bottle warmers um uh in the in the room already waiting for them as well and then our chefs are in the resorts actually pre-puree food for babies um so that when they're heading to the restaurant uh, everything is all sorted for them as well excellent well i know that with the petite babies that that can actually be part of the package so they can pre-book that and have it all a part of the package before they go yeah rather than having to pay on arrival and paying the per day rate oh absolutely you know you can all have that all all sorted um and already added into the the cost um so it's all paid for done and dusted um if you choose to have the bubs in uh, the petite club or baby club every single day that's absolutely not a problem or you can just choose a couple of days here and there if you like yeah, that sounds fantastic. My my bub would be in there all the time. <laughs> Your bub would have the time of their life. He so would. <laughs> yeah. But mind you, he'd probably enjoy lounging next to me while I'm having a few cocktails by the pool. <laughs> Look, everybody's happy. Whatever it takes, as long as everyone's happy. Yeah, that's true. Um, you mentioned uh, a few differences earlier on between the sun resorts versus the snow resorts. Um mm-hmm. 
are both sun and snow resorts open all year round? Um, it dep- It does depend on the resort. So, um, for example, our Club Med t- uh, Tomamu up on Hokkaido, that is now going to be open all year round. Um, a lot of our European snow resorts, they are also open year round, but it does depend on, on the resort um, in particular. Most of them are. Um, but, and, and then what we do is we just swap the activities from obviously being skiing or snowboarding. It would be lots and lots of outdoor activities like bike riding or hiking. Um, so we just alter the, the actual activities, um, to the season. Yeah. So, but most of them, most of them are open year round, just the exception of a few. Okay. So what is there to do at a snow resort when it's not snowing? When it's not snowing, because of our, because um, of where our snow resorts are actually located, they tend to be in the Alps or in some beautiful um, uh, mountain mountainside uh, locations. So a lot of the things that we have to do, like I said, you can go on little bike rides. Um, we can do some hiking. Um, there's, uh, you know, you might want to go fishing. There's lots and lots of outdoor activities that you can do. And that's if you're wanting to sort of head out from the resort. But there will always be the normal um, activities that we always have available. So like I said, um, in some of the resorts, not in all of them, in some of them we have the likes of rock climbing, we have our yoga, we have our Pilates, um, we have running running classes. Um, if you would love to go for a run on your holiday, that is up to you. Um, lots and lots of activities that are available that are more outdoor um, activities. Um, but most of the time they're sort of, located around snow the snow resorts yes sounds fantastic i'd love to get to one of the ski resorts i reckon that would be great oh me too absolutely some up in the one maybe one in the in the the french alps or something yeah that wouldn't be bad i wouldn't say no (laughs) we have a new we have a new resort that's just open called lazark's panorama um and it is absolutely beautiful it is it is huge as well it just looks like a cruise ship has just kind of been rammed into the side of a of a mountain it is an absolutely beautiful building oh wow were you talking to a, a big cruise geek here so ah, i'll have to check that one go. out there you go <laughs> best of both worlds that's it exactly um so how far in advance can we make bookings for club med um, so we can normally make bookings around about anywhere between 12 to 18 months in advance. So depending on when you are, um, we open for seasons. So for example, at the moment we have, um, we are open for travel up until the uh, 30th of April next year. Um, but then as of July, the end of July, early August, we will then open up our new season, which will be summer 2020. I cannot believe we're talking about 2020, but summer 2020. Um, and that is for travel. Um, that will then, we will then open up our travel up until the uh, 31st of October 2020. So um, we open up in, in seasons. So we tend to open up between November and then April, which is our, our winter season because we're a French company. Um, we go by the Northern Hemisphere. And then we also then will open up summer, which will be 1 May to 31 October as of July. Excellent. And super important to get your early bird res- registrations in. Absolutely, because we do normally open up with a 30% discount um, and that's all subject to availability. So you you want to make sure that you get in as early as you possibly can um, so that you can make sure that you grab the 30% discount. Excellent. Why wouldn't you do that? Why would you not? <laughs> if you know you're going, absolutely. That's right. Um, how 
about Club Med properties? How, what are your top five that you can ramble off off the top of your head? Oh, wow. It's a hard a one. I know. Really There's so many and you can only choose oh, five. <laughs> this is a really, really hard one because we have over 70 all over the world. So choosing five is pretty, pretty tough. Um, personally, my favourite is uh, Club Med Carney, um, which is in the Maldives. Um, so in Carney, we actually have three separate resorts. So we have um, we have Kani, we then have um, Manta, which is our overwater bungalows in um, in the Maldives, and then we also have Finalu, which is our exclusive collection. These the most incredible overwater bungalows that you could possibly um, imagine. I shouldn't even say bungalows; they're villas, mm. and you actually have your own little plunge pool. You have your own butler service. It is absolutely beautiful. So. Um, it's very hard to go past that one. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, that's number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, number one, absolutely. Um, another one of my personal favourites is um, it's called La, Pla- La-, La Plantation d'Albion, which is uh, in Mauritius. So, again, it's part of the exclusive collection um, in Mauritius. The country itself is the most multicultural country that you could that you could possibly find. Um, so the the travellers that you come across, the, abs- the the village itself is just absolutely beautiful. Where it's located, it's located right on the beach. You can you can do little hobby cat rides. It is just absolutely stunning. So that's number two. Um, other than that, I'm going to say Bintan Island. So Bintan is such a good resort for Australians when we're travelling. We might have been, you know, travelling to Europe and you just want a couple of nights stop over on the way. You can stop over to Bintan. It's a great alternative to um, Singapore. Uh, if you've been to Singapore before, you might want to try something a little bit different. But with Bintan Island, it is sort of um, – it's de- definitely a health and wellness focus on Bintan. So you could do your Pilates, you can do yoga. We have a fresh juice bar um, and it is just the atmosphere of Bintan is just absolutely spectacular. Um, that's number three. The other ones are two new ones that I would absolutely love to try out that I haven't been to yet, but it's definitely on my bucket list. Um, one is the one we mentioned before, Les Arcs Panorama in France. Um, purely because uh, the ski terrain is incredible. It's a brand new resort. Um, it's not only does it have the normal the normal resort, it also has like a five Trident space. So Trident is our star rating system. So fire is like a five star space that you can just go and chill out. They have their their own little beautiful chill out area and just being immersed in the French Alps whilst you're skiing every day and coming back and having a hot spa every night. That's very appealing. So um, that's another one. And then the last one is another brand new resort that we have opening up in December this year. It's called Michez Playa Esmeralda and it is in the Dominican Republic. Um, it's actually going to be four villages in one. So wow. Yeah, it's incredible for families. It is incredible for for couples because we do have some adults only um, parts of the village as well, which is really nice. Um, and the Dominican Republic's just really, really high on my bucket list as well. So um, watch this space. Um, check it out. Actually, you should probably have a look at it. Um, look it up. It is just absolutely stunning. There's a great video online that you can look at as well. Michelle's Player Esmeralda. Excellent. You might have to text that one to me. I will definitely. <laughs> Thanks. So we can go together. Yeah, <laughs> we can do it together. That sounds fantastic. Um, we've just got some travel speed date Q and A's. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So a um, few questions. Just uh, hit them out as they come to your mind. So okay. 
Have you got any upcoming holidays booked in? Uh, yes. This coming Saturday I'm going to Bintan Island. <laughs> Lucky <laughs> and, you. <laughs> um, I know, hard life. Um, and then in June I'm heading off back to the Maldives, back to my favourite place. What kind of traveller are you? Uh, I do like a bit of adventure. I do love going off and doing things and always finding something new. But I also love the ability to just completely stop and do absolutely nothing and relax with a cocktail in my hand. So I'm a bit of a mixture. I think maybe as I'm getting a little bit older, I'm liking the, you know, chill out side of it a bit better. Style and a bit of luxe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which destinations are high up on your bucket list? Oh, um, like I mentioned before, yes. the Dominican Republic is probably um, is high up on my, on my bucket list. Um, I would love to do a safari in Africa. Love, love, love to do a safari in Africa. Um, and I would love to do more of the east coast of the US. I, um, I've only done the west coast, so I want to do the east coast of the US. Okay. Well, you'll get there. Yes. There's probably a club med there. Yes. And if there's not, we should. <laughs> yes, should that's right. <laughs> if you could speak another language, which would you choose? Oh, so I've always, always loved Italian. And I have attempted about three times to start a course to learn Italian because just the Italian language to me is just so beautiful. Um uh, so Italian, but given now that I do work for a French company, um, we do speak French a lot in the resorts. So I have started um, to learn French a little bit too. So your, either or. Your French pronunciation sounds on par. Okay, thank you. Good. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if a, a traditional French person would probably find that, but sure. <laughs> you've got you've to have an Aussie accent. Otherwise, you know, they just don't know where you come from around the world. And I think it's cute that we have our little Aussie accents in, in any languages that we do pick up. Uh, we need to give them warning. Yes. We need to give them right. warning that we're Australian, so please be nice. Please be kind. Be kind to us. <laughs> yeah. Are you a pack your suitcase the night before kind of girl? Are you super duper organized, like down to the minute, oh my knowing gosh, exactly yeah. what you're taking? I'm actually the worst. Are I'm you? actually the worst. I'm not even a night. I'm not even a night before kind of girl. I'm a, I'm a pack my suitcase as I'm getting ready, as I'm like as I'm showering and putting my makeup on, doing my hair, and then I'm throwing things in the suitcase. Like I'm absolute. I'm terrible. I probably because I have travelled so much in my life. I am probably a little bit too lax about the whole thing, um, but I have got it down pat. My my, my suitcase is half packed, yeah, all, all the time anyway. So, um, but yeah, I really I probably could be a little bit more organised as I'm packing, but definitely just pack. The night before to me sounds very organised, but sure, let's just go with that. <laughs> but you're a medium too, so you're always on the road, so you always yes. just need to have that little bit of rhythm while you're yeah. packing. Um, yeah. And I suppose you would know exactly what you need to bring and what you don't need to bring. I can pack a suitcase in about seven minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got it down pat. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> what is something about you that people don't necessarily know when they first meet you? Um, this is actually quite a funny one because so many people get shocked when I tell them. Um, I am a huge, huge country music fan. I absolutely love everything about country music. And when people meet me, they just know they just they just don't expect it. They don't expect um, me to to love um, everything, everything about Nashville, everything about um, Tennessee. Um, my favorite, my favorite singer is a gentleman called Luke Combs. And so very, very country. And I 
just don't look like a country person. <laughs> People don't expect it from me at all. Are you more coastal girl, Zoe? Yeah, I grew up on the coast. So I grew up in Coffs Harbour. So I've definitely grown up on the beach and very, very coastal. So it's just this kind of weird thing that I've got. <laughs> you should probably look into the cruise and country uh, cruises that Cruise Co charter every year. Oh, I've done that. You, I've, oh, I'm you've done it. Into it. I'm already onto it. I'm, I haven't done it, but I'm, I'm already looking into it. I've already got the details. Oh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> you, would, you would love it. You'd be up front and centre. I would. I would. <laughs> we laugh about it, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of falling in love while overseas, have you ever fallen in love overseas? Well, I have, but it's not with a person. Um, I have fallen in love with a place. Um, when I, I, you know, back when I was younger, I was, uh, backpacking around Europe. I did a couple of years backpacking around Europe and also around the UK. Um, and I found myself in a place called Dundee in Scotland. It's this tiny little town, um, in Scotland. And I just felt so, so, so at home. And I didn't know why I had absolutely no um, no idea about the place. I had no history or anything like that until I called my mom and I told her about how I felt so at home in this place in Dundee. And my mom actually told me that I'm, my ancestors are from Dundee. So I'm actually <gasps> from that tiny little town and I had absolutely no idea why I was so attracted to this little town. And there's like a noblesque um, statue in the middle of the, the town square that's named after my a great, 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 great grandfather. And I had absolutely no idea. I just wanted to stay in this place. And it wasn't until I spoke to my mum after that I found out that I'm from there. So I fell in love with this little place called Dundee and it is so gorgeous. Um, little fishing town in uh, Scotland. Oh my gosh. I just got goosebumps everywhere. I know, right? How right? cool is that? Oh, so lovely. <laughs> if there was one special place that you could go and live for the rest of your life, and never ever think about Australia ever again. Where yeah. would that be? I think um, it would be Hvar, which is um, an island off the coast of Croatia. It is this ancient little um, uh, little island. It's cobblestone streets. It's beautiful, like outdoor restaurants. It is really, really. Um, a quiet vibe during the day, but then at night time there's quite a lot happening. Um, they have some nightclubs that are inside a fort, like an old fort. Um, there's so much going on in Vale, but it's also not a big, not a huge um, island either. So you could just go there, buy some property, enjoy the Croatian lifestyle. I think that would be really lovely. Vale is lovely. That is a beautiful choice. Yes. <laughs> That's a lovely place. Yeah, I've never been to Croatia, not yet, but oh, many clients go there and, and just come back going, oh, gosh, <laughs> thank pop you. That one thank on, you. Yeah, pop that one on your bucket list because Croatia is absolutely incredible. It's beautiful. During your travels, have you ever come across that one accent that you just cannot get your head around? Oh, um. This is a hard one. There's quite a few that I'm that I think because I have such an Australian accent. When I hear other accents, I just get really confused all the time. Um, South African accent. That there's that there's that now, now now or just now. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? 
And I have had it explained to me many a times and I still don't, um, still can't get my head around it. Still just cannot get my head around it. Um, so that, that's probably the one that I just can't work out. I do actually really like the South African accent, but I just don't understand the now, 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 just now. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> oh gosh. Mine would probably be Scottish because it's so thick and they've got oh, their yeah. own language as well. So yeah, that's, mixed in with a little bit of English and I Irish like Irish accent as well just sometimes when they speak too quickly it mm-hmm. literally goes straight over my head and you yeah. just smile and nod and that's gotten me into trouble in the past <laughs> somebody's actually told me something really important about their family um, oh, no. and you I just, just smile and nodded you know oh, I did get in trouble. Yeah, that's a bit <laughs> awkward. That, that is a little bit awkward. And I've just felt so bad because I, I said, I'm so sorry. I just don't understand what she's saying. <laughs> I just love the Irish accent, though. I just feel like they're singing at me, and I love that. <laughs> they could sing at me all day. <laughs> oh, and what is the craziest thing you've ever done while on a holiday? Um... PG, PG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I did work for Kentucky for five and a half years, so we've done some pretty crazy things. <laughs> enough in <my> said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that enough? No. Um, no, I think probably the craziest thing I've done is, um, it's so funny we're talking about VAR, but um, I was sailing the coast of Croatia and just with a bunch of friends and we, were, we actually got to VAR and... We had like a full day and we thought, oh, what, what, what are we going to do? So we ended up, um, there was a local fisherman. So we had a conversation with this local fisherman and he offered to take us out on his boat um, out to one of the smaller islands. So obviously we were still visiting small islands, but this was going to be a tiny, tiny, tiny little island. Um, so we thought, oh, okay, let's do it. It's something to do. Um, so we got on this this guy's fishing boat. We headed out about 45 minutes out to sea. Absolutely no idea where we were going. <laughs> about 45 minutes out to sea. And um, he just stopped on the side of this cliff face. And everyone was a little bit confused because, again, he did not – he actually didn't speak any English. Um, we were really confused as to why he had just stopped in the middle of the ocean hoping that, you know, there wasn't going to be some pirates turn up or something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, he said – all he said was, swim in there. And there was this tiny little hole, like this tiny, tiny little cave where barely a human body could fit through. And he goes, swim through there. And um, obviously we were like, "Uh, nope, nope, we're not going to do that. It looks unsafe. So one of the guys just jumped off and did it because he just was okay with that sort of stuff. (laughs) YOLO. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. So he just got off the boat, swam through this tiny little cave. And then all we heard was him just, just, gasp and just be like oh my gosh and we thought something about it happened to him he swam back out and said guys you have to come and come with me still terrified by the way I don't don't know what actually got me to do it swam through this tiny little little cave and when we got into the cave it completely opened up to this massive massive cave um which is very very similar to the blue grotto um or in Italy um 
but only fit human bodies in it. So it was like you couldn't get boats or anything like that through it. And it was just this most beautiful inside cave where because there was a cave underneath, it shone shone the light through and it just lit up the whole place. It was fluorescent blue. And we just hung out in there for about two hours swimming through the caves. Um, So I think that was pretty crazy, but it was a huge um, payoff. Oh, unreal. I'll never, I'll never forget that moment. Never forget. And it was something that was, um, that you, no one, tourists don't do it. Like it's just the, a random fisherman just told us to swim into a cave. So we did. <laughs> <laughs> of course we did. Yeah. It's like one of the best experiences that you've ever had in your life. <laughs> uh, absolutely. At the time I was absolutely terrified, but it happened and it, and it was amazing. Worked out well. Yeah. It's so funny how sometimes when you're going off the beaten track and you just, you know, like I'm, as a travel agent, I'm all for having an organized itinerary. Yes. Uh, but some days it's really nice to just be left to your own resources and doing things just on a whim. Absolutely. Because um, that sounds like your experience was, was similar to that. Yeah. You always, you always find something a little bit unusual. Um, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's always something that you can, that you can find new cultures, different people, and everybody's experience will be completely different Yeah, because on day it might be a little bit different. So, um, and that's, I suppose, where memories come into it. Everybody's experience is different. That's very true. Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for being on here today. I've really loved the conversation. I think, I think we've got a good handle of Club Med and what it's all about. Um, Wonderful. Yeah, I'd love to have you on again and talk about the exclusive exclusive collection with Club Med and more about the sun and snow resorts around the world. Absolutely. There is so much more we could talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's do this again soon. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much, Zoe. Awesome. You're welcome. Thanks, Thanks Steph. Bye. Enjoy your day. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.